Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you and welcome back. Hope you've had a good week. Oh, don't forget to follow me on the Twitters at RMK Madness. You can find all my fantasy content there and my other podcast, the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. I had an article come out today for the pro- player profile. Blah, 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 blah. Are we really starting that shit out already with that and all that? With the Jesus. No! I'm trying. I'm trying. Fuck. Okay, let's try this again. Let's try this again. You can follow me on the Twitters at RMK Madness. And don't forget to check out my new article on theplayerprofiler.com. The Road to Underworld. Don't forget to check it. It is on, well, what we discussed on the last episode, which would be the rookie bus from 2019 that are ready to strike as sophomores. I don't think I exactly called it all that. <laughs> but definitely... Check out my article and uh, garage door, really? Like, seriously, I'm, I'm not even joking. Okay, l- listen, listen. This is my Friday episode, but I'm recording this very late at night on Thursday, okay? I have to do this sometimes. This is the best way for me to do it. Sometimes... Everybody goes to bed super early, and I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm going to knock out a pod, right? It's only logical. But the problem is, this stuff happens, (laughs) because I have the shittiest luck, okay? There wasn't a fucking peep from any of the neighbors the entire time I was waiting for the children's to officially fall asleep, because the wife was in bed, the kids were in bed, but the three-year-old, sometimes he gets a little rowdy at night. Sometimes that keeps the six-year-old up a little bit. This was one of those nights. They should have been sleeping, but they got to bed at a decent time, still. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get this shit rolling. I'm getting all my shit put together. Finally come sit down to record. And then I get a minute into it, and some fucking neighbor rolls into their garage. Why? Why do that to you? Why is the luck? I couldn't wait five more minutes to record to miss that. But I digress. I digress. See, we're off to a hell of a start. We've got fumbling words already. You got fucking garage doors going off. We're just off to a hell of a start. But that's all right. That's all right. I've had a good week. I hope you have. Still on the Twitters doing my thing. Getting a new uh, a new league together, just a, and I think I talked about this maybe last episode, but the idea was gonna be that I was gonna try and get it to be my new idea, my new unique kingdom league. However, there was some interest in it, but despite that, it just didn't work out. So we're going with a super flex tight end premium with a empire league style jackpot side pot. You know what I mean. So we got a little side pot going for whoever should win two years in a row. So that's kind of cool. Now, now, this league is going to be a lot of fun. Superflex, tight end premium. Got some good dudes in here. I got a few new guys and then a smattering of guys from across my league. So I'm very, very excited. And we've only got a few left to pay. So we should be drafting by tomorrow. And best believe, first few rounds go down over the weekend. I'm going to keep you updated. I say tomorrow, but this is my Friday pod. So I got to get it back in. Again, recording Thursday, but I got to keep it in the Friday mode. So let's try that again. People should pay today. We should get the draft going today is what I'm trying to say. No way. I was trying to keep up the rhyming there, but I, I ran into something. I might not have smoked enough weed before I hit record, but we'll just save that for the break. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. 
and I got a little bit distracted because I see a fucking giant moth just crawling on the wall. Because my three-year-old, again, you'll see, there's a good amount of, of you know, the minor issues that stem from the three-year-old. <laughs> Bugs in the house would be because he likes to run out the back door and leave it open. All the time. All the time. Of course, it's hard to blame him because the fucking screen door is broke to shit. And other than that, it's a glass door. And we don't like him to close the glass door because then we can't fucking hear him. And we just have a little deck. It's really, it's a little piece of shit town. Really, my wife and I have such terrible luck. We seem to just get slumlord after slumlord after slumlord. But one of these days, I swear, we're going to own our own house and it's going to be fucking awesome. When I hit the lottery. Because that's going to happen someday. Anyway, continuing on. I did a lot of uh, watching of some old school shit that I used to watch this week. Me and the wife decided to throw on some workaholics. We used to, we were both watching that. When we got together, I think it was in like season two or three. And we had always turned it on for workaholics separately and then together. So then we're watching workaholics together. And then our first kid was born and we kind of, that's, that's a period of time. Look, my wife was very early in her sobriety. I was just a few years into mine. And things were hard. And both of our kids that we had together were colicky. And they were colicky for months. So what's supposed to be, you know, like 10 months of pregnancy, because it is 10 months, not nine months. I don't, I don't even understand why people reference it as nine months, because it's really fucking 10 months. But you got the 10 months of that. And then, you know, you're supposed to, like, we had friends that were like, oh, look, little blah, 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 is month and a half is, is fucking sleeping through the night. And it's like, you go fuck yourself, right? Fuck you. So I'm just saying, we, we it wasn't exactly easy, you know, and, and it was a rough go. But hey, made us stronger. And we have a hell of a relationship nowadays, so it was all good. And we got two great kids. So, you know, we have the third one. I have the, well, she considers him his, hers, him to. See, this is just going all sorts of directions, and I'm getting all per. I'll just, it's okay. I'll stop. I'll stop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit today I do, a little bit today I do, but anyway, so the wife and I, we, uh, during that period of time, stopped watching a lot of shows, Workaholics being one, so we had the great idea, she's been feeling better after all the kidney stone stuff, and like, hey, let's smoke weed and watch Workaholics, and I know some people are thinking, hey, you talk about sober, but you smoke weed, yeah, yeah. Because A, I'll lose my fucking mind, whatever's left of it, if I don't have something, something, man. And weed's the best you can get. I did, A, I've always been a pot smoker. The thing is, is that when I first quit drinking, I didn't think I'd be able to smoke because I was afraid it'd lead me back to drinking. But ultimately, I realized, like, hey, nothing's going to lead me back to drinking except for craziness because I can't do that. <laughs> can't go back there. And really, I'm going to keep losing my mind if I don't do something. And that is, the, the you know, that could ultimately send me back to drinking if I start losing my shit, really. And so I love the weed. And the weed helps me. It keeps me slightly less mad, shall I say. So anyway, that's enough description of that. It, and I'm just rambling too much about it. But anyway, we're sitting, smoking, watching the workaholics. And we come, there's that fucking garage door again. <laughs> what a fucking start to this episode. Anyway. So the wife is watching the workaholics with me. And we just decided to start from the beginning, you know, just go through it all again. And I believe we're in the second season. And lo and behold... There's an episode with Chris D. 
Delia, the comedian. And it, I've never been a huge fan. I don't follow him on Twitter. He's not one of those guys. I don't. I watched his stuff on Netflix. Like, I, I, I remember he always seemed fine. <laughs> and, uh, but I just never got into it really. Okay. And, but I saw him on Workaholics and I was like, ah, it's pretty funny. And, it, and he plays a pedophile though. Okay. And this whole time I'm like, man, he kind of plays a creepy guy pretty good. Well, we got done watching the episode. And I get on Twitter. This was a couple nights ago. And lo and behold, apologies, I think that's the second time I said that. But lo and behold, Chris Dahlia is trending on Twitter because he's been accused of some bad pedophilia-like shit. <laughs> and that's not funny for the victims. What is funny is that, in general, the situation, because... Not only has he played a pedophile on Workaholics, but apparently, this I did not know, because again, I'm not familiar with the man's work, but apparently, he's in a show on Netflix, at which, in which he also plays a fucking pedophile. <laughs> what? Art imitating life, or life, what's going on here? How are you an actual pedophile that's been cast twice as a pedophile. <laughs> Interesting. we also been watching the Strange Evidence. I don't know if you watch any of this. It's on the Science Channel, one of my favorite channels like of all time. And basically, if you've listened to my other podcast, the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast, you know, I'm into ghost stuff and, and science stuff, the solar system and... I'm into a lot of different things in the science channel. Well, they have a lot of space stuff, which I really enjoy. But they also have a lot of good other shows like historical stuff. Um, and then one of my favorite shows is this strange evidence where they just get... It's almost like your ridiculousness type show, but for crazy videos. Like, what the fuck is this type videos? Like... Is that fucking Bigfoot or what the fuck is going on here videos? <laughs> and it's really interesting because some of the videos are really fucked up. Like there's this one we watched of this, of this like tunnel, you know, just a normal tunnel that you drive through, but it had like vibrations that caused this like distortion in the air. It was crazy. And come to find out there's just with due to certain factors that I can't fucking remember. <laughs> but due to certain factors, it was causing this mist to appear and reappear, and it was due to water droplets, and I, I don't remember. <laughs> but it was really interesting to say. So, you see these crazy videos, and a lot of times they do have explanations for stuff. But not every time. Not every time. So... It's uh, it's definitely a fun show to watch. So we were getting into that. As a matter of fact, I get done recording. I'm going to go eat some food and watch some strange evidence myself. So that's what I've been up to. Keeping up on the Twitters with the news, following the protesting and the COVIDness. Because, you know, we got some NFL news. And I'm going to get to Debo in a second. But we're, what I really want to get to first is the COVID situation. Because... There are uh, double-digit states that have surging, um, like, cases. Like, the, remember when people said, it's just, like, <laughs> hey, we, we got to be careful reopening. We have to do this. We have to do that. And you got these assholes, like I saw on Twitter, Aubrey Huff, like, you're fucking weak if you're going to wear a mask. Like, you go, fuck Self. Asshole. 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 That's what he is. Asshole. Go fuck himself. Anyway, a lot of these people, like this sheriff who was talking about, I'm not going to enforce or cite it or arresting, but I'm not going to enforce the, the mandatory mass stuff. Dude got COVID. It's like, well, that's, that's kind of instant karma, which you don't get a lot of these days. Instant karma. But the COVID-19, it's not going away. 
And Dr. Fauci has come out and said, because we, what just happened recently, I know I discussed this on my Miscellaneous Debris podcast. I'm not sure if I addressed it, if it had happened by my first podcast of the week. But anyway, Texans players, Cowboys players, including Zeke, Big Zeke, tested positive for the COVID. So it's hitting NFL players. Dr. Fauci came out and said, for the NFL to be able to start, finish, complete the season, for it to really happen, it's going to have to be essentially played in a bubble. I think the NFL is probably prepared to do that. Are all the players? Are all the players? Because that's some of what you see going on with the NBA right now. Is that how fond are some of these players of just you know going off and isolating at Disney World for a few months to play these games? You know, baseball, they're having such a major issue. But again, what are they, are they going to be able, what are they, how are they going to do it? Baseball might be all right. Because you don't have to be so close to one another. Except for maybe in the dugout. But they could probably figure that out. Basketball, football, hockey, close contact sports, man. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of that. Because it, the COVID's rising. Not in every state. Some states are seeing a decline. Some states are seeing it steady. Some states are seeing it rise. But most of the states that you're seeing a rise in cases are the ones that were stupid about the reopening and whatnot. So <laughs> go figure, right? But for actual football news, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Debo. Debo Samuel hurt himself practice on Thursday, got the foot fracture, saying about 10 weeks, we'll give or take. Now, that's two and a half months. It is currently, well, it's a little over mid-June, but we'll, we'll just say June, July, August, September. So beginning of September, around there, is 10 weeks. Huh, that's around... When the season will be starting. So will he be ready to go for the season? We'll see. Chances are, I, I it'd be interesting to see if he'll be ready to go for week one. Because I find it hard to believe. And I think this is an interesting spot for some of the other receivers. Because obviously Brandon Ayuk drafted high. Kyle Shanahan wanted him. He's got plans for him. Okay. But after that, if Debo can't go or there's something wrong with the recovery, you like you never know what's going to happen. What what's going to happen with the other the rest of the receiving core? Now they could still go out and sign somebody, but they really seem to like Jalen Hurd. Now he got hurt; he was out last year. So if he doesn't have any issues and he can stay healthy, he was my bet to earn his way into that number three spot. I mean, I'm sure it's Kendrick Bourne in there right now because he's the only one. You got to remember, Marquise Goodwin gone. I mean, you look at that depth chart. No more Emmanuel Sanders, whom they traded for. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's Heard, Kendrick Bourne, Dante Pettis, and Dante Pettis, bleh. Now, there, there's some other dudes. I've heard Juwan Jennings' name floated out there. And I'm not opposed to that idea. But again, Jalen Hurd seemed to be a guy that they were interested in last year. I mean, they, that they seemed to like. And so you have to wonder what's going to happen there. Right? Because... They like Hurd. They have Kendrick Bourne, who had did a little bit here and there, right? And then you got Dante Pettis and the Brooks. But it, again, like with, the, with with any team this year, it's it's just with the way the off season is going, you're not gonna have your normal fucking routines and and just everything's gonna be abnormal, okay? Now, I'm sure if things are still kind of like this next year, which 
people got to realize is a fucking possibility. The NFL, the NFL and, well, everybody will be wiser. Not just with the COVID situation, but with sports and how this is all working. So, But this is the first time trying it out. Like, who knows? It's going to be different for everybody, okay? Which does make it tough for rookies. And you might say, well, you pointed out Brandon Ayuk. Eh, yeah, but generally... I would say those higher-end rookies, A, they have the draft capital that they're expected to go in and contribute right away. Yes? Two, they're usually the more talented guys. Now, not always. There's plenty of, you know, rookie wide receiver busts over the years. I generally do a pretty good job of avoiding them. The one I bid on was Laquan Treadwell, and that's because I let the purple, the purple heart, the, you know, that purple blood that runs through my veins because I got the purple for the Vikings and I got the orange for the Broncos. So I got that blood running through my veins. I couldn't help it. But I learned (laughs) what a stupid fucking idea that was. But I've done pretty good avoiding those Wide receiver bus. And generally, you really like to go after the ones in the end of the first, early second. Michael Thomas was a second rounder. I believe Chris Godwin was a third rounder. Like, you know, there's some dudes. (laughs) And they weren't like the 10th pick in the draft. You know, just something to consider. So that's why someone like Ayuk has a better chance at not just performing, but it largely will come with he's going to get more of an opportunity. And again, I look at Jalen Hurd's profile. It's not the most prolific, but there are a couple of things to like. And again, I'm just going based on I know Kyle Shanahan likes the guy. And if Kyle Shanahan likes you and has a plan for you, or I should say this, if he likes you, he probably got a plan for you, right? <laughs> there, much better said. So I would say that Jalen Hurd has a good chance of getting some opportunity this year, and I thought he did anyway. Because they've had Bourne, they know what he's about. And it's pretty clear Shanahan doesn't care much for Pettis. <laughs> So there you go. That's that's my take on that whole situation. But I, I don't mind Kendrick Bourne either. I wouldn't mind throwing him uh, at the end of your bench if you're in a deep dynasty league because you never know. You never know. Maybe Jalen Hurd gets hurt again. Maybe he's not that good. Kendrick Bourne. I don't mind him at all. But anyway, that's what I got for you. Thank you again for coming back and listening. Yes, thank you for joining me. I do appreciate it. No, it's not the end of the episode. I know that sounded like the end of the episode, but it's not the end of the episode. We're going to pause real quick. Pause real quick. I need a slightly more marijuana. And then we're going to come back and we're going to get it into the madness. Yes. Welcome to the madness. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, what I wanted to do for this particular episode's edition of The Madness is getting into something really cool that I saw on Twitter. I had originally planned to discuss what would be my next article, but I haven't quite finished it yet. Um, I don't have any excuses. I just haven't. (laughs) And it's no big deal because... They were kind of backed up on articles at the play, player profile. Blah, 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 blah. Why can I not say that? Worth a shit today. Anyway. So I had a good amount of articles before mine was ready for, for publication. So I figured I had my time. I wanted to make it sound right. So therefore, the same with the pod. If, if I need to perfect that article and get it exactly how I want it, then I don't want to start discussing it early, Right? That would make no fucking sense. So, I was on Twitter today. And I like to be on there 
quite a bit just scrolling through, you know. There was a good question on there, actually, of how many hours do you think you spend a day scrolling on your phone? That's a bad question. I mean, it's a good question, but it's one I don't necessarily want answered for me because it's probably too much. Yes, much, much too much. <laughs> anyway, I would say half the day, <laughs> maybe, but... I do spend a lot of time on Twitter scrolling because I'm trying to get, A, I'm trying to get my name out there more, and B, there's lots of good stuff there. Entertainment-wise, stuff to chuckle at. Of course, there's shit I see that, you know, makes me angry, like, more white people have been killed by cops than black people. You fucking idiot. That's because there's, like, way more many... Wait, wait, um, see, I can't talk where the shit... There's a lot more white people than black people in this country, you dumbass. So, of course, it's going to look like that because there's more white people. Now, go by per capita, you're going to find a different answer, my friend. So, in other words, what I'm saying is ignorance uh, um, and the evil hatred of the white supremacists, the, those people on Twitter. But I try not to let them get to me, but I just want to reach through the phone and bitch, bitch slap but I digress. <laughs> but I love being on there for the fantasy stuff. And it, it's such a good community on there. And, and I still haven't got my invitation to the Scott Fish Bowl. But that's okay. I'm not that upset. I'm slightly bummed out. But I guess it was kind of arrogant of me to assume I had a decent chance. Considering I was now associated <laughs> with Player Profiler. But I thought it would be. Because I could go, I could have entered last year and I could have entered as a fan, but I would have wanted to enter as an analyst and it would have been just me and my random, you know, podcast. Because I did the Fantasy Madness podcast last year. It's evolved, it's a little bit better this year. This year I have a fucking awesome microphone, which helps a lot. <laughs> but. I told myself I didn't want to until I accomplished something in fantasy football. I didn't want to enter it. And so this year I finally did. I got articles published with Player Profiler. It's fucking awesome, man. I'm finally getting some shit out there, some content truly out there. And I'm very proud of that. And so I finally felt it was a good year to enter Scott Fish. And hey, if I'm associated with Player Pro Profiler, that's got to make me look good. But I also know I've learned a bunch about Scott Fish. Over, and the Scott Fish Bowl over this time. Because it's, it's, they are very good at what they do. And they do try and look out for people like that have tried a few times and haven't got in. So I do think it's probably pretty rare for someone to get in on their very first time signing up, Right? That just seems logical. It seems like if people, there's people out there that have tried to get in and haven't gotten in two, three years, and they're trying to make sure these people get in, well, shit, then my chances, regardless of whether I'm with Player Profile or not, hey, I said it fucking right that time. <laughs> but regardless if I'm associated with them or not, it doesn't seem very good, the odds it being that my first year, and that makes me go, well, I should have got in last year. Or not got in, but I should have signed up last year. Because then this would have been my second year. But again, that was a personal thing. I really didn't want to sign up. And I knew if I looked more into it the past couple of years that I'd really fucking want to sign up. But I told myself, no, no, no. That's something I don't want you to touch. Because you've been trying to make some waves with this fantasy stuff. Let's do something. If you can do something make some kind of milestone, no matter how minor, then you apply for Scott Fish. So, hey, that's all right. And you know what? For me, probably not the greatest time for me to be trying to donate anyway, right? Because that's what the Scott Fish Bowl is really about, right? Is donating to charity. And I'm not saying I would. I mean, obviously, that's what you do if you get in. And I would. But, man, next year, if I can somehow get in next year, it, it'll be my second year getting in. Maybe I'm a little up higher on the hierarchy of the 
fantasy community. Maybe maybe I got my name out there a little bit more. That'd be nice. So maybe next year I have a little bit better chance. And next year be a little bit better off financially to the point where I could probably do a much better donation. So I'm really not bothered by it, really. It's it's only a, a you know just a slight bummer instead of a major bummer. It's not even a minor bummer, just a very slight bummer. Just kind of like, damn, it would have been nice, but it's probably for the best. Because I do, if that's kind of a thing where not a lot of first year people get in, then I don't, then I don't want to get in just because I'm associated with player profiler. <laughs> I got it twice. Woo. So I'm not all sorts of terrible today. I can put together some good words. With that said, we'll continue on with what I was going to speak of in the madness, which, being on Twitter, came across Kyle Bauer of the Fantasy Fellowship. You can follow him at Twitter, or on Twitter, at the Fellow KGB. And I, I really like his stuff. And he put out an article today that looked at targets by position for each team in 2019. And I think this is extremely valuable the more I was looking at it. So I got to give him all the credit because it's all his information. But I'm going to give you the bad chatters dissection of it, okay? Because I think there's some good stuff to take from that. I do, I do. But make sure you file, file. Nope, see, there we go. Follow, follow. Man, I am just off tonight, boy. Off, off, off. Anyway, follow. At the fellow KGB. Follow this motherfucker Kyle Bauer and check this article out. It's fantastic. And I'm going to get into it, okay? Because basically this could be good stuff, uh, in my opinion, especially for the running back and tight end position. So PPR leagues, tight end premium leagues. This is good stuff to know, man. And I think one of the key things is to look at it. staff changes. Are there any new players you know, any new players, any new coaches? Is the offensive coordinator different? Is the head coach different? What's the head coach like? So I think there's different things to look at here. But so what I'm going to do is like I normally do, go by position. And I'm not going to go through the whole list. I'm not going to give away all his stuffs. You know what I mean? Go check the article out. Again, at the fellow KGB. Follow this dude, Kyle Bauer, and check this article out. Okay. Now, I'm looking at it, and I'm going to go by position and give you the top five. And then kind of discuss a little bit. Okay, so for running backs, the top five go Chargers 1, Patriots 2, Saints 3, Panthers 4, Bears 5. Now, Chargers offense is essentially going to be about the same. Okay, they got Tyrod there. They got Justin Herbert. They may... Oh, I should have put this in the fucking news. Colin Kaepernick may work out for the Chargers. Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers, said he fits our system. So there's there's a little bit of, uh, you know, flirting going on there. So we'll see what happens. But the Chargers, same coach, same system. And you got to think, hey, this could be good. This could be good. They throw to their running backs. So... I'm one of those that's preaching, hey, Joshua Kelly, I really see as someone who can be productive this year. And that doesn't mean I think Austin Eckler is going to do nothing. But Austin Eckler, I mean, you got to look at the whole situation, right? He is that satellite back. Right? That satellite back plus. Because he can do some running in between the tackles. But he's also not the biggest guy. Smaller running backs, if you've noticed, get a little banged up more. That can be the problem with satellite backs, but normally if you catch some passes, you're going to be good. Right? So, I do still love Austin Eckler. But I think Josh Kelly's going to work his way in. But I think the important thing to know is, is that Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, these are guys that are going to catch passes, right? 
And maybe it becomes an Eckler, Josh Kelly, Eckler, Joshua Kelly, one-two punch. We'll have to see how this all plays out. But I do think Joshua Kelly is going to be involved. But the point is, you want Chargers running backs because they catch passes because they're one of the number one teams. And if you think that's going to change with Tyra Taylor behind center or Justin Herbert behind center, nah, I think you'll still see that. Now, what would be interesting if you end up seeing Colin Kaepernick behind center? We'll have to see. But then number two was the Patriots, right? That makes sense. And I think this could be big because I'm expecting a leap for Damian Williams this year. And dude, can catch the ball. So, I think this is good news for him. And obviously, if you have James White, you're probably sitting there smiling. But, you know, let's keep an eye on him. He's getting a little up there. Patriots do need to save some cast space. Neither James White nor Rex Burkhead are owed any guaranteed money. We'll just see what happens. Really, I'd expect Burkhead to go before James White, but still, good news for guys like Damian Harris and James White. And then the Saints. Well, we don't even really have to discuss them. That's because uh, Alvin Kamara, right? <laughs> the Panthers, same thing, CMC. Now, the thing is, with the Panthers, different coach, right? Matt Rule comes in, and the thing is, is that you got to think, well, that's going to be a different offense, blah, 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 this and this and this. Oh, but they also gave CMC, Mr. Christian McCaffrey, an extension. No, they're going to use the shit out of this dude, okay? So I think that's good. And then number five was the Bears. And I think this is interesting because whether it's Trubisky or Foles, I do think you know, being Nagy came from, like, the Reed system. Reed likes to use it. I do think this makes sense. It, I hadn't thought of it before, but it does. And here's the thing. David Montgomery, not the best of pass catchers. Tariq Cohen, woo-wee. He could have a big year this year if Nick Foles is under center. Just saying. Or if Nick Foles gets a... Mitch Trubisky to play with his head out of his ass. And I don't think Mitch Trubisky is very good, but I do think he's a little bit better than what he showed last year. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But I do think he's just a kind of another Blake Bortles type. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Can run the ball, but other than that, you know, just uh, doesn't have everything you need for that quarterback, that, that franchise quarterback. Anyway, next I'm going to hit the tight end position. Why? Because like I said previously, I believe the running back and tight end positions are really the ones to look at when it comes to this particular article, this particular statistic we're looking at of targets by position. And so for the top five tight ends, you have the Eagles, which seems obvious, the Ravens, same. Number three, is the Raiders, then four, the Rams, five, the Chiefs, and then I actually threw number six in, which is the Colts, because I find that interesting. Now, again, you look at the Eagles, the Ravens, that's pretty obvious. Now, you look at the situations, with Philly, you still got Ertz, you still got Goddard, but Ertz is getting older, man. Don't be surprised if Goddard outscores Ertz this year, and then with the Ravens, you got the man Mark Andrews. Now, they trade away Hayden Hurst, but I feel like they still have someone else. I should really look at the Ravens depth chart. But then, number three, you had the Raiders. So, Ravens, Raiders, Ravens, Raiders. But number three, you do have the Raiders. Now, they have Darren Waller. Yes. They signed Jason Witten, which I got to be honest. I don't understand that. I, I really don't. Oh, Nick Boyle. That's who else? Nick Boyle. They do like him. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Nick Boyle. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's Mark Andrews' job right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what the hell were the the Raiders do? Like, that's that's got to be one of those John Gruden like things, right? That's got to be it. Like one of those John Gruden like. I mean, maybe they're going to run some more two tight end, but I, I feel like that's John Gruen. Like, yeah, you got to have that Jason Witten. Jason Witten. And then they have 
like I said, Darren Waller, but I'm really excited about Foster Moreau. Now, we might not see as much from him this year because of the signing of Jason Witten, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Injuries happen, but it's interesting that the Raiders do throw. And, you know, Waller had some big games last year, and if they're going to be adding J Jason Witten, you got to expect they're going to keep throwing to tight ends. But also... This, to me, just says the Raiders are really going to try and open up this offense. Because they grabbed rugs. You know what I mean? They got Brian Edwards in the later rounds. So they, these are two very capable receivers to throw in there alongside Tyrell Williams. And then you've got Hunter Renfro. And then you've got Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Jason Witten. There's, there's some dudes here, right? So very interesting. I didn't had not realized that the Raiders would have been. I mean, obviously, you know, Darren Waller had a solid year, but for them to be that high on the list, I would not have. I would not have thought. That. Same thing with the Rams. I know they threw. You know, Higby, Everett were getting some love last year, but I, I would not have expected them in the top five. So I think those are you know, and they've been guys that names that obviously people are into this year. Everett and Higby. So keep pounding those guys in drafts, late in drafts, man. Because th th this is this is one of those positions. Now, you know me, if you've heard about my strategy when it comes to tight end and whatnot, I never want to be afraid to take a top end, tight end. Because if you're in the fifth, sixth round, and there's not a running back or wide receiver right there that you like, and you don't feel like reaching on somebody, there's nothing wrong with taking a quarterback or a tight end right there. But if you are waiting on tight end, shit, man, the Rams tight ends, not a bad idea. Raiders tight ends, not a bad idea. If they're getting that many targets to be in the top five, you have to consider that. The Chiefs, that's an obvious one, right? I think that's pretty obvious. But the Colts, the reason I threw them in there, even though they're just number six and not in the top five, is because they lost Eric Ebron. Now, sure, some people will point out they signed Trey Burton. Trey Burton, not much of uh, an offensive weapon. If you can't tell, the Bears didn't hang on to him. In fact, the Bears, they did draft Cole Komet, so I won't give him too much shit. But they did sign old-ass Jimmy Graham to, I don't even remember the contract. It was too much. Too much for Jimmy Graham's services as far as what he can do for service nowadays. <laughs> but it, it's interesting, right? The Colts. And they're bringing in fucking Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Of Philip Rivers to Antonio Gates. Of Philip Rivers to Hunter Henry. Philip Rivers lies tight ends. And I'm not saying that in a weird way. I'm just saying he likes players that play that position. He finds them good targets. So, I think you got to look at Jack Doyle, Mo Ali Cox. I mean, if you really want to take a stab at Trey Burton, but I don't think that's, that's... I don't think he's cut out to be a fantasy asset. Okay, that's just my opinion. That's where I'm going. But Jack Doyle... He's not one of my most favorite tight ends, but man, the opportunity is going to be there. And Frank Gregg already came out and said, well, Ali Cox is going to get more run this year. And that's a dude that I'm intrigued by. So, I found that interesting. And then, you know what, for shits and giggles, I am going to give you the tight Even though it kind of seems, you know, a little bit, I understand why the dude did it in the article. You can't leave the wide receiver position out. But as far as my purposes, it just kind of seems like, it, it's not necessary, but you know what? We're going to fucking do it anyway. So number one, the Falcons. Two, the Rams. Three, the Bengals. Four, the Bucks. Five, the Cards. Now, the Rams surprises me. And it's crazy because they're in the tops for tight ends and wide receivers, meaning they throw a shit ton with shitty-ass Jerry now, the Falcons, that seems pretty obvious. Julio gets a lot of run. Now they got Ridley. Hooper had a good year last year. Hooper's gone, but they traded for Hayden Hurst. So you know that's a team that likes to throw the ball. And you know they're number one. A lot of people are expecting Calvin Ridley to have a big year. I'm expecting a little bit of a breakout from their other 
Young receiver Olamide Zacchaeus. That's right. That's what I think. And as for the Rams, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. No more Brandon Cooks. But they still got the Cooper Cup, right? They've still got Robert Woods. Drafted Van Jefferson. They drafted some. So you got them. The Bengals is the one I find the most intriguing. Who knew? In the Zach Taylor Cincinnati Bengal offense that they were going to throw so much. Now, maybe part of that is because the defense wasn't great and they had to play catch up and their offensive line wasn't great. So it was tough to run the ball, <laughs> even though you got big stud Joe Mixon back there and he still had a solid. I love me some Joe Mixon. Hope he doesn't hold out. But that is interesting. So I think you really got to look at AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. What's T. Higgins going to do? We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But the Bengals, man, they're up there. Now, if their defense improves and they can get their running game going more, like, more steadily because, I mean, give Joe Mixon some fucking help, you know what I mean? Then that could overall help. And Joe Burrow just in itself is going to improve that offense. So I think the Bengals are one to be excited about, as is the Bucks. We saw how much throwing they did last year. Now, they got Tom Brady, but you know... Tom Brady wants to throw the ball. They're going to still throw the ball. Anybody, I understand Tom Brady's not going to stand back there for 10 seconds and wait for something to happen and chuck the ball and then take a huge hit. I understand that. But they're going to throw. And I expect Chris Godwin to be a fucking monster this year. Just a monster. And Scott Miller. You know, I actually preferred Justin Watson, and I didn't think Tyler Johnson was a bad pick at all. Um, but I just feel like Scott Miller's going to be the one to get in there. He's that prototypical little white guy that Brady likes. <laughs> but then again, if they're going to have Chris Godwin in the slot, do they really need Scott Miller? So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they meld the two offenses together, the Brady and the Arians. Should be interesting. But that is a team. Yes, you got to be excited about the receivers. As with the Cardinals. They're top five. Last year, in the new offense with clicks, clicks, gosh. For fuck's sake, I am really struggling with the talking tonight for some reason. But you got Cliff Kingsbury in 2019. Kyler Murray, brand new quarterback, in this new offense. And new to the league and... Turns out pretty good. So if they're in the top five last year, I'm imagining they're going to be right back in the top five this year because I think they're going to they're going to toss that shit around. I like Kyler Murray a lot this year, and I like him a lot in Dynasty. And you look at the receivers, DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's slightly overvalued because where he's getting drafted, I just don't think he's going to be able to return that value. Because they're going to spread the ball around. They like to throw the running backs. They've got Christian Kirk. They've got Larry Fitzgerald. They've got Andy Isabella. It's going to be, you know, interesting to see how it all plays out. But just for my money, I think I'm going somewhere else. I'm not going after Hopkins this year. Just my opinion. But there you go. That's what I got. Thank you again to Kyle Bauer at the... Fantasy Fellowship, and you can follow him at the fellow KGB on Twitter. Thank you to him for that awesome fucking content and giving me some cool stuff to talk about. Really enjoyed it. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and close up shop. All right. That's right, game over. Game over for us. That is it for this week. It's good, it's good. Um, I gotta be honest, I'm a little concerned about our football. <laughs> Just uh, based on the rise in cases and football players getting it and uh, Dr. Fauci talking about the whole bubble thing. And uh, I imagine... If there's one sport, it's going to be hard to slow down. 
no matter what the fuck you are. It's football. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how everything goes. But anyway, I appreciate everyone listening to another episode of the Fantasy Madness Podcast. I really do. And hey, good luck with your drafts this weekend. I hope you have an awesome one. If you're out there protesting, please be safe. Masks, gloves, sani, all that stuff. Do what you can to be as safe as possible while you're out there in the streets. And all you assholes who are like, well, the protests, of course there's a rise in coronavirus. Have you not seen all the bars and shit of people, the, the packed bars of people not wearing fucking masks? Don't blame it on the protesters. Both would be putting themselves at risk, yes? But at least the protesters, A, they're doing it for a cause, which makes a huge fucking difference if you ask me. And B... They're trying to be safe about it, man. Opposed to these drunks in the fucking bar. Ah, Don't get me started. Sorry, 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 sorry. Anyway, if you're out there protesting, be safe. Keep fighting. We will win this. We will win this. You can tell. You can tell. That president, he's scared. You can tell. (laughs) You can tell, man. He's nervous. But anyway, anyway, if you want to hear more thoughts of mine on all of that, what's going on in America, how Trump's fucking everything up, if you want to hear my stuff on that, just check out Miscellaneous Debris, my other podcast. So go to Twitter, follow me at RMK Madness, check out all my content, check out that podcast, check out my articles, do all of that. And I also suggest watching some workaholics this weekend, perhaps even some strange evidence. Yes, Check this stuff out. Good shows, man. Good shows. If you need stuff to watch, check this out. I know Workaholics is on Hulu. Strange Evidence, I don't know. I have Xfinity cable, so I've got uh, the Science Channel on there, and I get the on-demand for free, so like, I just watch it right off the cable. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, because we're going to cut the cord as soon as this uh, shit is up, so it's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to make sure whatever uh, streaming service I get I'd get me some science channel. Fucking right. (laughs) Anyway, that's what I got for all you madcaps this week. Have a good Friday, a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Much love to everyone. Peace out. Welcome to the